What's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. man. My man's enjoying a nice cold Hey Man L at the bar, and you can get it too. We are live at Twin Peaks. Buckhead location, guys. We're going to be here until 7 o'clock, hanging out, drinking some ice cold Hey Man L. Yeah. Getting ready for our Atlanta Hawks to take on the Cavaliers. And Atlanta, he spoke. He spoke. We're talking about our star and Trey Young. Now, Mike and I have been saying this for the last couple of days. We would have hoped that he had spoken before today, but I give him credit. He stepped up. He answered the questions that needed to be answered, Mike. And we're going to go through some of this, but listen, tonight it's about the game and it's about the last 23 games of the season and whether we're going to be able to put something together. But the thing for Trey Young was, and we said, if you are the face of this franchise and you are, you need to answer some of the questions about what's going on with your team. And today he did that. So, Mike, just generally speaking, before we get into this, we've seen and heard a lot of right. it already. What were your impressions? I wasn't impressed. I mean, I really wanted him on Wednesday to be out there with his leaders, with DeJounte Murray and John Collins, who told me the things that I really wanted to hear Trey say. Yeah. Because this is about the direction of the team. This is about the leadership. And leadership is a big word. And, and, and DeJounte said we need leadership. John Collins talked about, you know, Everyone get on the same page. And what I got from Trey, I got Trey just kind of doing his thing, and it's his style, and that's cool. It was the word I used is what my old chemistry teacher in high school, Mr. Shute, used to say about a lot of the work I turned in, perfunctory, which is minimal. It's a, it's a big word. Yeah, it's it basically perfunctory means basically minimal effort. So it was, you know, Trey at the shoot-around. It wasn't Trey in front of the media like he should have been, like every other star when the coach gets fired any other team. But, hey, that's fine. That's water under the bridge as far as what, the, what he missed on Wednesday. So I finally get to hear from him, and I got not much of anything. So apparently him and, him and uh, Nate had a good relationship. He's reached out to Nate, and he respects Nate. Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, didn't, uh, sorry, it didn't translate to more W's. Yeah, see, that's the thing for me. And, you know, hindsight again, when you look back at how a relationship is, and, and will we ever know? No. Unless Nate comes out, right. writes a book. Right. right, and says, let me tell you about Atlanta and what happened. Which he won't because he's won't. an OG. No, he won't do that because he's bigger than that. But we may never know. And the point is, if the relationship was good and the communication was good, as Trey claimed today, then again, to Mike's point, then why didn't we win more? Why wasn't this thing clicking and working the way it should? Nevertheless, there's enough blame to go around. I want you to hear Trey Young. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. One of the things Mike and I have talked about is this perception, and it's not fair. Guys change coaches in the NBA until you get the right guy. Maybe that guy vibes with you. Sometimes it takes two or three guys. Hey, Michael Jordan went through uh, Kevin Lockery and Doug Collins before he got to Phil. It takes a couple of guys, maybe before you find the guy. So this, this notion that he's a coach killer, Trey answered that question today. Here's what he said. Uh, people are going to say what they got to say. I mean, I mean, a lot of players have played for a lot of coaches, so uh, I, don't, I don't look at it like that. I'm not looking at the next coach that comes in here. I'm, Whatever I'm just trying to I'm, I'm trying to win a championship. So uh, whether it uh, whatever it is, I'm just trying to win, and so that's all I care about. Okay. Now, now if ownership Mike goes to him and says, "What do you think of the coach?" He has every right to answer that question, right. being the guy that's the highest paid on the team. But as far as whether he's the reason why Nate is not here, I don't buy that. I don't think that's fair. I think they're another guy. Listen, we could blame, and I have. DeAndre Hunter for not living up to the expectations of what he should be over the last few years and how consistent he should be. You can, you know, add injuries. Capella being out for three or four weeks in this season and how we weren't playing well. There's a lot of stuff, but I don't think Trey specifically said, get him out of here or trade me. No, I, I just think that the, the, the way things have gone with Trey, we always go back to 21, that amazing run. 
I don't know, guys. The, the moment that put Trey on the national stage on the spotlight may be the worst thing that ever happened to him. The Knicks series? Yeah, because now maybe Trey believes he's above it all. Mm. And maybe Trey believes he doesn't have to listen to Nate. And I just do what I do, and I'm not about leadership. See, I, I go back to what DeJounte Murray and John Collins said on Wednesday, talking about everyone on the same page. Well, there's only freaking 12 guys on the team, and I don't really care if, you know, Frank the Tank before we got traded was on the same page, <laughs> but I need Trey on the same page, you know? I don't, with all due respect, I mean, A.J. Griffin's still learning his way in this world, and he's a rookie, and he's listening to what Nate's saying. He is. The guy who's been here five years, apparently, according to what I got from John. Again, my intuition, what I got from John Collins and DeJounte, is Trey's not on board. So, I'm just wondering, you know, he becomes like this superstar, the money rolls in, and now it's kind of like I'm just kind of doing my thing. So new coach will come in. Hopefully he'll vibe it. Hopefully he'll be on the same page. And, again, whatever you feel about Trey and whether you think he's uh, we're picking on him or he is above, he's beyond reproach, the man is the guy who this thing is built on. And I'd love to have him saying the same things I'm hearing from the other leaders. Regardless, I do need him in the decision-making process because there's no sense in bringing another coach in here. No. He and Trey don't laugh at the same jokes because we're going to be going through the same thing in another two years. That I agree with. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We are live at Twin Peaks Buckhead location. Guys hanging out, getting ready for tonight's game. Our coverage starts at 7, tips at 7.30 against the Cavaliers as we start the last 23 games again of the season. It's not the halfway point as we've talked about. Let's hear Trey talk about wearing this Steve Nash jersey now. When I brought it up the other day and I said, oh, he's in this Steve Nash jersey. Is this a subliminal message? And listen, I wasn't trying to make something out of nothing, but the, the, the timing of it was curious. Right. The coach gets fired, and the next thing you put out on, on Insta is a picture of you in a Steve Nash jersey. So today, when asked about it, here's what he said. Yeah, man, I'm going to let y'all keep, keep wondering. Now. Okay, my, so there you go. See, this is my – That's Trey. a problem. This is Trey. It is passive-aggressive. That's a problem. Best where, okay, fine. So if you're going to not tell us, then we'll keep throwing stuff out there because now you leave us guessing, which brings you back to a question he answered later, which says, well, I'm going to let you guys keep making stuff up. How about just tell us why you did something? And then we can stop guessing, and you can say, what, you're being cryptic? I'm just a huge Steve Nash fan, and this was the time you decided to put a photo out the day the coach gets freaking fired? <laughs> what are we all, five-year-olds? I mean, if you don't want an answer, then we can start talking for you. And that's what happens when superstars don't give you straight answers. The media starts creating stuff. Fair or unfair. That's right. That's how it goes. And he could have crushed this today and said, fellas, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, my fans, I adore Steve Nash. He has been a friend. He's been a, a, a mentor. Right. Crush it. Just right. put it to bed. And you know what? I was taking pictures of my dog and my beautiful family, and I put a Nash jersey on. End of story. Had nothing to do with the time of the coach leaving. That's it. End of no, story. But Trey, you know what? Because Trey is a very talented superstar basketball player, but he's a man-child. He's another one of these man-children who can't give you a straight answer. Or just, just play it by the numbers and let's go and get on with our lives. But he can't do that. He's got to be coy. And that's, that's, that's what I got today. I got coy answers and a whole lot of nothing. Well, and so when I said, oh, what's this mean? It still don't know what it means. I'll let you guys figure out. You, you guys keep guessing. Okay, well, I don't want to guess. So now, so now you're going to be, so now you're going to switch, you're, we're going to drift into Kyrie Irving land, you know, <laughs> where everything's a giant mystery and only you and your father understand it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're talking about Trey Young. He spoke to the media today. And uh, if you're saying, well, Dukes and Bell, I'm just getting back to the city. First time tuning in all week. What's the big deal? The big deal is Nate got fired at the beginning of the week, and we're hearing at the end of the week our stars speak for the first time about the whole ordeal and what he wants from this franchise. Yeah, man, what I'm going to let you keep, yeah, keep wondering. Th thank you. Thank you, Trey. What he does, okay, and how he plays and how we move forward is going to determine whether or not we ever challenge for a championship. 
So it matters, right. and the direction of this franchise matters. All right, one other thing. We've got plenty more to get to today, but he was asked about how did he hear about Nate being fired, Mike, because a lot of people felt yeah. like, okay, maybe he knew this was coming. He said he did not, and he was as surprised as everybody. Oh, I mean, I was. I got a call. Uh, I actually saw it from Woes. I was waking up from a nap and heard about it, and uh, it was surprising to me. I mean, the timing and stuff right now, but obviously I know it this league is and uh, Nate Nate knows we've, we've talked since then and had a conversation and stuff like that so um, I got nothing but love and respect for Nate and the type of person he is and things like that so nothing but love for Nate and the kind of person that he is I hope so I mean you know I, I don't think Nate tried to harm Trey in any way I don't think LP tried to harm Trey you're just trying to coach him you're just trying to help him out to become an NBA player that you think that he can become and at the end of the day, we're going to see what the next guy is going to do. Mike, that brings us to this. The conversations are heating up with Quinn Schneider. At least those right. are the reports. Yeah, and again, guys, uh, I know that it would be untoward. Some guys would say, why isn't Quinn already here? Well, out of respect to Nate, no coach should be talking about a job that's not available. That's right. That's not the way things are supposed to work in any in any job out there. Yes, now we could all wink, wink. But, you know, some back-channel communication. Feelers are put out. Would Quinn? Because, again, Quinn, we, t- we heard he was taking a year off and maybe more. And whatever, they've got an inroad. I think Quinn Snyder runs a hell of a basketball team. I think there's some elements that they had in Utah we don't necessarily have on this team. But I'd love to get him here. Carl, never really seen it this this late in the game. You could flip it earlier in the season, and we've seen that, but never seen it like this. Usually it's an interim to the end of the year. Yeah. But, look, we are still in the playoffs, albeit the play-in game. And if Quinn Snyder, first off, he gets a jump on evaluating the talent. And if we could ever put something together like a run, maybe we could actually win a series or two. But I like, I love the idea of getting him in here ASAP. And, and if you're wondering, to, to the staff standpoint, I think he would inherit what's here. He'd take the advice of the guys that have been here, seeing these guys, and then try to work around that. And then at the end of the season, whenever that might be, if we make a run to the finals, love it. If we got beat in the first round, hate it. He didn't make decisions on his staff. So that's kind of where this is. But, yeah, this apparently is heating up, and they're going to come to uh, probably a resolution on years, salary, and his official title, which, again, I get back to if I'm Quinn Snyder, I'm coming in here as the VP of player personnel or something to that nature so I can have at least input as we move forward. All right, guys, big show today. It's Friday hanging out at Twin Peaks. Buckhead location, we're coming back. we got plenty more to get to, including a pitch that one of our pitchers with the Braves is working on that could take him to the next level. We'll talk about that and much more coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. We're live at Twin Peaks, Buckhead location. Come get a nice cold Hey Man L. We'd love to see you on this Friday. Got a picture of uh, Raina, the loveliest of the loveliest bartenders here at Twin Peaks. Is she working? Yes, she is. Okay. uh, She posed for the photo, so there's an ice-cold hey, man. So I know we'd love to get you guys out here today. If you're out of work early or playing some hooky, come see us. Plenty of parking here at the Buckhead location. Yeah, man. We're going to be hanging out. Um, We're talking about our Hawks a lot. And the obvious reasons, you know, guys outside of the season resuming tonight. NBA resumed last night. Some good games. Philly came back, beat Memphis, the Lakers win. I think the second half of the season or the third, last third of the season is going to be a lot of fun to watch. But for us, what what is your expectation as we get ready for the last 23 games of the season, which starts tonight against the Cavaliers? Really, that's what this is, right? We can talk about Trey, and we will, and we'll talk about what he said as he spoke today, and I'm glad he did speak because this is all I asked for. This is what I wanted two, three days ago when all this went down. And I got to say this because AJ hits me up and he says, put him up, C-Dukes, follow Mike at Mike Bell, ATL, the radio show. 
Dukes and Bell 929 and follow the radio station at 929 The Game. He says, put him up, see Dukes. Are y'all, me and Mike, going to apologize for coming at Trey yesterday after being out when he had a, a family emergency? And I simply am about to tweet him back, and I said, no. And, Mike, the reason is in this day and age, okay, and he doesn't owe it necessarily to us. He owes it to the Hawks. But the two things that no one will ever challenge is, hey, I need to be off today. Why? Mental health. Hey, I need to be off today. Why? Personal reasons. I'm not going to challenge that, but the timing is still curious. And that is why I am not going to say here, oh, it was my bad and my fault. At the end of the day, he showed up today. He spoke to the media. This is all I wanted. Now, the fact that it didn't happen the day after or the day that the coach got fired, you guys can tell me all you want. I've been covering the NBA for a long time. I've seen stars step up and say, hey, here's what I think about it. He waited three days before we heard from him. And that's just it. Whatever the circumstances are, you didn't hear from the guy for that time period. And look, I can't explain it if you don't understand what leadership means. DeJounte Murray explained what leadership is. DeJounte Murray and John Collins sounded like grown-ups. They sounded like men who realize their team is at a crossroads and needs things to get done. And everyone's got to be on the same page. It was a serious tone in a serious press conference, not a grab-ass session with media at the shoot-around. Okay, that's what Trey did today. Answered some questions, did his typical vague crap about the Nash jersey. But that's cool. You, you roll with Trey. No one debates the guy's skill set. No one debates this guy's an elite athlete. We are in a situation exactly the same as last year. We are floundering. I want to hear some leadership. He provides zero. He was perfunctory. He did the bare minimum. <laughs> that's what he did. So if you think that's – yeah, he said – he answered the questions. Bull up. He should have been there Wednesday with DeJounte. And let's be honest, John Collins acted like grown-ups and made some strong statements that Trey apparently is incapable of. Mike, I really want to know how you feel about what Trey said today. Yeah, I'm just over it. I'm just I over think this. I really yeah. want to know where you are with the Trey <laughs> comments today. That's it. He, again, too, too little, too late, period. 404-741-0929. That is the phone number. Before we get into the conversation, um, we heard Trey say he was shocked that Nate was fired when he found out. We heard him say he's not going to tell us anything about the Steve Nash jersey. You guys keep guessing. And we've heard him say he's not worried about being called a coach killer because his narrative is to win championships. What about his input on the next coach? I just want you to hear this because everybody says, of course, he's going to have input. And then we had uh, Landry Fields right. who came out and said he's not going to have input. Correct. This is what Trey said about having input on the next coach. I mean, for me, I just, I don't care. I, I don't have any input. I don't care to give any input. I trust those guys up top. And I, I mean, since I've been here, I've always said that. So uh, nothing's changed for me. I'm just going to continue to do what I'm doing, playing basketball, and I'm just trying to, trying to help my team win. Okay. He doesn't care. He trusts the guys up top, even though they've been on the job six days. Yep. That's an understatement. <laughs> They've been on the job maybe two months, seriously, since care. the whole Travis Slink went down. I don't he care. He says he doesn't care. Thank you, Trey. And that uh, he's going to trust those guys up top to bring in the next guy, and he will have no say. Yet I'm the highest-paid guy on the team, and the team has, has basically invested their future in me. Right. I do not care who you guys bring in. I don't care. Love you, Trey. Love you, Trey. I don't buy it, and I don't believe it, and nor should you, right. simply because he should be. He, I'm not telling you he makes the higher guys. But when they get down to their final sessions with whoever it is, Mike, Trey, we need to holler at you for a minute. Come on up. We are in the process of hiring this guy. Here's what he brings. Do you know anything about him? Would you like to talk to him? 
I have no, no issues with that, Mike. No, I said the same. We said the same thing about Matt Ryan. When Matt Ryan was going to his latest offensive coordinator, when you and I said it, the dude has earned the right. Yes, he and has. And Trey, whether that Trey's earned the right, that's up for debate. But Trey is certainly the star of this team, and everything flows through Trey. Now, DeJounte, I love DeJounte's game. I love his attitude. But Trey is still the dude. And, again, this is a guy who should be involved because Trey, if all goes well, we'll be here forever. He's the guy that hopes is going to win some championships here. But the only way that works is if he is on the same page with whoever the coaches and the philosophy. For instance, I'll give you the worst-case example. Let's say they found somebody who's a disciple of Thibodeau or something. Yeah. You know, that would not be a good fit because they're going to demand defense. <laughs> which, which Trey doesn't play and won't want to play. Nor will many of the players on this team want to yeah. play. So, I mean, it's all about style. And I, I would think – and maybe maybe Landry tried to act like big, tough guy. No, no, I make the decision – you got to get Trey looped in on this. Come on. That's silly otherwise. All right. Any input? I don't care to give any input. I try. I'd, I'd give some input. I would give some I'd, input too. Hey, or, or, or. Because here's the deal. It is or, your I future. Make it, hey, I'm making, I'm making $200 million. I don't care. My name's Paul and that's between y'all. Yeah, I don't care. I, I do think I because care. it's my. Yes, you do. Because it's your future, this is going to determine whether we get a chance to win chips or not. Yeah. Again, guys, this is not running Trey out of town. This just one. You know what? All I want is Trey is to sound like Dejounte. If Trey can sound like Dejounte, I'll get off his back. But he won't do that. Mike, he answered He's all the questions today. Yes, he sure did. Give me a whole lot of nothing. Again, kids, if you, Mike, I, he answered every yeah. single question. And again, look how perfunctory. I don't got time for this. You guys should know by this by now. Yeah, man, People I'm gonna talk keep, the Guys keep like Mike's dropping ten dollar words on me about Trey. <laughs> yeah, you know? All right, man, it's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. I don't care. God, I hope we win tonight. I Can wanna, I tell you see, that? I hope we show up and win tonight. You and I did the math. We got twenty two games left. We got to go like something like fifteen and seven. I mean, we've been 500 all year. Can this team go on a run? I don't know. Is, has Joe Prunty got some stuff up his sleeve that he wanted Nate to run? Maybe. Hey, Nate, maybe we should do this. <laughs> what is he going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. You know Here comes do? Jordan out of the locker room. Yeah. What is he going to do? You know, he's going to be like shooter that episode. Remember the one time when Hoosiers, when Coach Dale got kicked out? We're going to run the picket fence, boys. <laughs> no, I don't know what Prunty's. I mean, again, we'll, we know this. The message has certainly fallen flat with Nate. They got humiliated their last two games of the first half of the season. So maybe Prunty comes in and goes, guys, have fun. Have fun out there. And let's go have fun. That's what he's going to do. Just let him loose. Let's go have Just fun. Just roll the ball yes. out. Let's go have some fun, guys. Here's what he said about potentially. Since, since you're not playing any defense in our half court, there's no semblance of a strategy. This is Joe Prunty talking about the potential of making changes to Nate's system. I think there's going to be a lot of things that we'll look at, um, you know, and evaluate. Like, for example, there were things we did today that we just took a look at. So let's let's see what this looks like out on the floor, whether it was um, a concept or a group of players, uh, a unit on the floor together. Uh, I don't think there's, I don't anticipate making wholesale changes to what we've done. I, again, there's a foundation in place. I mean, it's kind of what you expect the interim coach to say. But it's not working. Well, again, the foundation is not working. Well, get I don't Quint, care. But, but get Quinn Snyder <laughs> in here. Would you stop it? Quint, get Quinn Snyder in here, stat. <laughs> Wrestlers, send that Gulfstream, whatever it is out there, and go get Snyder over here. Because, I mean, and here's the thing. You can't really put a staff together right now. So Quinn's going to be working with Nate's guys anyway. I'm sorry. What do you expect him to say? No, Turtle keeps dropping that tray. I don't care. And it's just I mean, throwing me off. I mean, I don't think it's, 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 I think it's pretty accurate, if I'm honest. <laughs> Dukes and Bell, uh, my point is, Joe Prunty, the, the foundation of whatever was laid down right. has not gotten us enough wins. No. 
So when he says there's fundamentally I'm not going to change a whole lot, I get it. It's, it's, it's hard to do that in season. I, right. I get it. But I also think he said, you know, we'll see if we'll have some different combinations. I want to see what his rotation looks like. Right. Was his rotation going to be different? More DeJounte and Trey on the floor at the same time. I'd like, I'd like to see that. I mean, as much as you can do it without really having the guys to come on the floor and back them up. I'd like to see I that. Mean, more A.J. Griffin. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, if Bogey's having a bad shooting night, keep Griffin on the floor. If Griffin's on a heater, keep him on the floor in the fourth quarter. Stuff that Nate – Nate always seems so static and locked into his rotations. And maybe Prony will have more flexibility. That's just off the top of my head. All right. We're going to see what happens tonight. I mean, look, Capella <laughs> – Trey, Trey, Trey can throw an alley-oop and do the pick and roll with Capel and Collins all, all day. Night. All day. But it just seems like it's one or the other. If one guy's getting it, the other guy doesn't seem to do anything, which is strange. How do you I, maximize I, it? I, I, want, I, want us, I want us to win, not just tonight. I want us to win and, and, and advance and, and get a better seating in the East. But I also hope that through play, not talk, that Trey, Mike, is not the focal point of all the mess and nonsense that has happened here over the last, oh, I don't know, X amount of months. The way you get past that, Mike Bell, win. Win games, win series, win chips. Right. That's a, you get past all of this nonsense. And, and, and at the end of the day, if he's able to do that, he's not the first player that's had criticism and, oh, critiques. But win, and you get past all of that. I just love the fact that the same guys that were killing Matt Ryan for not bringing home the bacon oh. try to pass on everything. Oh, Because I got receipts. I can go back and look at what we talked about last year. Oh, You know, when you tweet something, believe it. Take it from me. I know. <laughs> Everybody sees it. Okay? So, again, if you have an agenda, my only agenda is I want Trey to show the same leadership qualities we're hearing from DeJounte and John, and let's get this thing in gear because we added a, we added a piece, and Murray, we should be the fourth seed of the East right now instead of floundering and playing in the play game. More of Mike Bell's thoughts on what he exactly thought about Trey Young's comments. He said today. nothing. All right, coming up, we'll hit some headlines. We'll get to our Braves conversation as well as they have their first Grapefruit League play game tomorrow as spring training is well underway. We'll talk about it. I go, really? The guy making we, We're degrading yeah, we're, him now? So, now we're, so just like Kyrie Irving? Oh, man, would you talk about load management? You're treating us really, guys. It's like the world has gone so bizarro. It's like we're in the, we're in like the parallel universe. We're a guy who's getting paid two hundred twelve million dollars, the star of the team, who had run-ins with the coach, and the coach gets fired, and I don't hear for it for seventy-two hours, while his teammates stepped up, made strong, meaningful comments about the direction of the team, and I didn't get that from Trey. So yes, he could continue to go for twenty-two and ten, and we may or not do anything in the playoffs, but I need some leadership. Okay, I need some. I need some edge. I need more than him equivocating on everything. And I just, I'm getting, I'm getting tired with Trey's laissez-faire answers to everything. It's yeah. like, can you just stand up and answer the question for once about something? Okay, wait a minute, Mike. I mean, time out. He did answer the question when asked about the Steve Nash jersey. Chris, let's let our listeners hear it again. I mean, this was crystal clear. Why in the hell would you ever put on a Steve Nash jersey after the coach has been fired and put pictures out there? He was clear, Mike. Just listen. Yeah, man, I'm going to let y'all keep keep wondering. Okay, maybe he wasn't. Okay. Yeah, and as we said earlier, you know, there's just folks in this town. They've got their guys. <laughs> they've got their guys, you know. I mean, look, okay, I criticize, maybe he wasn't. I criticized Matt Ryan when it was time to criticize. When it was time not to, we didn't. When we criticized I don't care. when he has a sluggish night. But apparently, you know, part of the new world we live in is 
There's no expectations, Carl. As uh, long as Trey, as long as Trey's averaging 24 and 10, yeah, that's it, yeah. and that's all. It's like quiet quitting. That's all he's supposed to do. He's not supposed to be a leader. He's not supposed to take point on the team about let's concentrate and focus and let's actually do what this interim coach says and try to reach try to reach the goal of not in the play-in game but the actual playoffs. Let me ask you guys a question. By the way, headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. Call ATL Live Well today. Coming up, we're going to get to an NFL blitz. Let me ask you guys a question. Who's the biggest star in our city? It's Trey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You sure? Is it Trey? Because I agree with you. It's Trey. Until Ronald Acuna plays full seasons, it's Trey. Otherwise, okay. I would say Acuna. Okay. So Michael, Michael Money Harris is just climbing that he's, ladder. But there's no more Freddie Freeman right. here. Right. Dansby's gone. Ritter can be that guy if he wins, you know, he wins the job and does the job. But, but we don't have there's a franchise no, quarterback right now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Who's the biggest star in our city? It's Trey, hands down. Sean Murphy. <laughs> Somebody yeah. yells from the gallery. It's Trey. Guys, he's the biggest star in our city. Now, will it be that way as Mike just re- as we continue this path of finding out our franchise, future franchise quarterback, or maybe, as he said, Michael Money Harris becomes, you know, the new next big thing in center field? It absolutely could happen. Right. But right now, there's no bigger star in our city than Trey Young. And you guys are getting ready to bleep me out, bitching about this dude not living up to his potential. I don't get it. I mean, I, I just don't. I don't understand you know, it. I just, a couple of guys at the bar were saying during the commercial break, it's a soft, it's a soft fan base, and when their guy gets picked on, it's like Matt and Julio. We always say, why can't Matt and Julio create more touchdowns in the end zone? What, what, and well, now you're in Julio's back. I mean, guys, I just understand the fanboy concept. I want every single team in this town to win championships. The Braves knocked it out. They're built for, obviously, some, some future greatness. Georgia finally got over the hurdle. These guys have got a machine now. And the Hawks, we're in the same boat we were in last year. We, we got so much excitement from 2021, and it's gone backwards. Now, as we said, Nate did some really screwy stuff, and that's why Nate's gone. And if they tune out the coach, and I don't blame him for some of the things he did, including I don't blame Trey, but I'd like to hear Trey say, no, nah, me and Nate are great. It's cool. Okay. What, 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 what was that? Me and Nate, I respect Nate. It's great. Okay. I'd rather just have you be honest and say, there were some things I didn't agree with, and it's a shame that we couldn't accomplish the goals, but I think there's a direction we can go in, which is, again, listen to, listen to what DeJounte and John Collins were talking about. I mean, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear some leadership. I want to hear something outside the – not even outside the box. Just give me something of substance. 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 One of our listeners says, Dukes and Bell, uh, I realize why Trey was wearing the Nash jersey. Nash is going to end up on Quinn Snyder's staff. He says, just watch. Okay. All right. Okay. Then say that. <laughs> Keep one say, day. hey, I'd love to have him as my coach one day, and hopefully he'll get a chance to work with me. Brother's eating his chicken wings. He's like, what's this, what's this guy's talking about? Oh, we're talking about Trey Young, sir. Sorry to interrupt you. I, just say it. Right. That's all I want. Just, just say, hey, I'd love right. to have Steve Nash be able to work with him. I've worked right. with him in the summer. He helped me with my shot. Right. But for you to say, well, I'll let y'all keep guessing, then we will keep right. guessing. Look, he, he just he, he kind of does things his own way. I said sort of a passive aggressive. He's the man for the time. He's the man for the time. There's no strong opinion. There's, I mean, I'm getting this from John DeJounte. I'm not getting it from Trey. Yeah. But Trey is the – it's it's the generation, man. It's what we talked about earlier. And now everybody goes, now you're pick- – Trey's not getting run. You think this is heat? Don't talk to the media for two days in Boston or Philly, and you'll know what real freaking heat is. This town is soft as freaking Charmin. 
Get out of here with that. Pull this act to New York. You'll get crucified. We're here in Atlanta. You guys think this is heat for Trey? You're out of your freaking minds. I really want to know what Mike thinks about Trey Young today. I don't care. It's Dukes and Bell. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Uh, I got to switch gears just quickly because we were talking about Yorgos. Yorgos. He will not play tomorrow, guys. I am Yorgos. Against San Jose, uh, Felipe Cardenas just came out and said that we were waiting. I think he's waiting on a visa. If I'm, if I'm, yeah, it's right. A work, it's a work visa. It's a, and apparently they, they, I guess they got, he didn't grease the right person at the at the office. You got to get that thing on the top of the pile. Okay, yeah. So There's paperwork done. So Atlanta United first match tomorrow. We're gonna let you hear from Gonzalo Pineda. We're also uh, we'll talk more about it as we move along today. But Yorgos, who Mike. Is supposed to be, and listen, I don't want to put this pressure on him, but he's supposed to be the next Joseph, right? He's supposed to be that guy. Well, I mean, he's played at a high level, played in Scotland for uh, for Celtic. Uh, he is a guy that comes here not as a youngster, not as like a 21-year-old from Brazil or something. He's a guy who's established in European soccer. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter now how it works in Pineda's system. How do we get the ball to him to get the ball and the goal? Same thing we were wondering with Joseph. I mean, yeah. Do we have the, the mechanism in place? And, again, I'll use a basketball analogy. Do we have the point guard who can take the ball from the defenders and get it up there to the guys up front? I, I would agree. Jacob on uh, social media, he hit, hit us up, guys. He says, Dukes, I, I could say Acuna's up there. Now, you know I'm a Acuna guy. Right. But the injuries have slowed that. That's, that's why I said full season. Absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. injuries have slowed that. Listen, if Cunha comes back full full bore this year, there's no doubt. Guys, he is the most talented guy on this Braves team. Okay? That's not coming from me. That's coming from staff. The next best talented guy is probably Michael Money Harris, who's also a five-tool guy. Steal bases. Right. Hit for average. He's going to hit home runs. He's great in the field. But we haven't – we've only seen, like, you know, 80 games of Michael Money Harris. We haven't seen three seasons where you go, man, Michael Money Harris is my guy. Right. He's the best center fielder in baseball. We can't say that yet. And then, you know, Kyle Pitts. You know, Kyle Pitts was on his way. He's a pro bowler in the first season. Of course, last year he gets injured, so he misses, you know, two-thirds of the season. Pitts is a guy. Ritter is the guy who can be poised. But, again, it's such a small sample size. Yeah. Like, I can't – like, I like Ritter, but I can't say definitively he's going to be the man. We're hoping he grows into this in this job. And certainly in the offseason wins it and continues to do his job because then he'll be the next big thing in this town. But, yeah, we don't have a Lamar Jackson like they have in Baltimore. No. You don't have a no. – we certainly don't have a Jalen Hurts or a or – a, no. no. Those are the guys. The star quarterbacks are the guys. Listen, and in this town, Philly, Philly has three. Right. Embiid. Correct. Right. Bryce. Yep. And now Jalen Hurts. Right. You could arguably say who's the biggest star, and you could argue between those guys. Now, again, until the Phillies win a World Series with him, but the fact is he's a player. He's a guy that's known, and right. people respect him, and now, he's one of the best in baseball. A couple of guys said about Grady. Grady is certainly the, a face of the Falcons, but as far as the big superstar, you know, unfortunately the team hasn't won a lot. Grady doesn't get the pub Trey right. gets. Plus, Grady's doing the dirty work in the middle. Yeah. He, he just doesn't. I mean, guys, Trey has his own shoe line, right. his own clothing line. He's on national commercials. If you don't see that Trey is the biggest star in, the, in our city right now, I mean, I don't know what you're watching. It's Duke Sabella Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Of course, you can let us know on social media and uh, how you feel about it. But I uh, wanted to mention that about Yorgos not playing tomorrow, as we said. Mike, Work uh, visa. they got to get him, get, him, get him in here. We, we've, they've gone through this before with other players trying to get it done. So something else, uh, as we're just talking about what's happening, and this just came out, and I want you to check this out because we talked a lot about it earlier this week. We'll talk about what's going on around the NFL. NFL Blitz is on the way here in less than 10 minutes as we broadcast live from Twin Peaks in Buckhead. Nate Oates defends Alabama's response. Yeah. Saying that they do take everything that has happened this last week very seriously. Isn't it weird how his tone has changed? Yeah, he realized, I think, uh, he was only speaking to Alabama fans when he spoke about three days ago. 
And then it kind of went national. Everyone said, come on, what are you, tone deaf? Woman's dead. The guy, you know, they didn't, whether the lawyer, you know, again, lawyers are spinning this, guys. The police report is what I'm going by until we heard hear otherwise and the things that he, the statements that, that Brandon Miller made to the police. But he facilitated the weapon getting to the scene of a murder, and even if there's nothing on the books in Alabama that can show intent, I would think the optics are so bad the coach might sit him for a couple of games, just let things cool off. But NATO is compelled to do that. And Alabama fans don't want to hear about it. Yeah. And the kid, with all the pressure of the world on his shoulders, I mean, he made unbelievable, unbelievable shots, an unbelievable game that he put out against South Carolina with all the heat and the crowd screaming, lock him up and all that stuff. But, again, but when you put him on the floor, that's that's another thing. You're going to get that you are. in SEC arena. No, so that's, you, that's you another reason are. I thought they might put him in timeout for a minute. Yeah, because once you feel like he is at least paid – some kind of punishment, I think you, you kind of relinquish that, right? Well, just a, some degree of consequence for the action, yes. which everyone, I mean, it's just amazing that guys are, you know, and you got Alabama fans with jokes about him, and I'm like, come on, guys. You know, somebody died here, and he was involved in the situation. Now, the lawyer will say not directly, but the gun got there in the car he was driving after his friend told me he needed his gun. I mean, it's not that complicated. That's why a lot of folks were so surprised there was nothing the DA could do in Tuscaloosa. Nate Oates saying he thought the, uh, the, the AD for Alabama handled this Excellent, uh, talking about the job he did, addressing the comments. But basically, Nate Oates is defending Alabama's hey, stance on this. Now, I will say this. I've also seen a lot of things nationally that are getting things wrong. It's not Brandon Miller's gun. It was his teammate's weapon. Yep. There's, you know, you got to be factually, if you're going to get into this, you got to know what you're talking about. A lot of folks are spouting about it. They don't really know what's going down. All right, if you're just joining us, the Hawks are allegedly progressing with a potential deal to name Quinn Snyder as their new head coach. It could happen within the next few hours. could happen in the next few days. We will keep you updated right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're coming back. He already owns the world, and he may own an NFL team next. It's Dukes and Bell.